Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number four of the aforementioned Zack Snyder's Justice League. This minute is going to start with uh, the picture of a picture, multiple pictures, a lot of frames, 60 if you will. Uh, Cyborg's mother box uh, going back to sleep, deactivating. And uh, this minute's going to end with Lex Luthor witnessing Steppenwolf, uh, a scene that we did see previously in Dawn of Justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more context though context more well it is it's different it it is more context i think and also this steppenwolf if you look at it is the steppenwolf that we know now versus Mm -hmm. like if you look back at dawn of justice the steppenwolf looks like similar but at the time i don't think they were 100 percent on the design so that steppenwolf did look um a little different like a a little bit more like a monster yeah a little bit more like a monster a little bit more like the armor was also just part of the alien. I don't think there mm-hmm. was as many spikes on it. And then, of course, it had, like, an alien sound to it. It looked extremely uh, xenomorphic. So, yeah, it is a little bit more more, more context, if you will. But, yeah, um, this basically this whole minute is just trans- transitioning from the people of Gotham being affected by the sound of superman like you Mm -hmm. know like the sound waves of superman and then as it cuts across into metropolis like it just keeps showing more and more people being affected by it which for the start of the movie like this is it's it's really it's really cool it's really cool just that they thought this out that it was going to start there at the death of superman and as it expands it like hits different people and it, Mm -hmm. it ties the world together like more physically and literally as opposed to the way we've been saying it all these times, all these years of like, Oh yeah, the death of Superman is like the biggest deal that it happened to everyone. Um, and that being like suicide squad. Right. So, uh, which is actually interesting to think about because this happens and this leads into this leads into this movie, right? But mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is going on during this time. Yeah. Unless it happened... In no, it didn't. It, it was afterwards, because Suicide Squad had shots of uh, like empty streets and newspaper and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it, would be, it, would, it would have been during that, uh, during that in-between time, that six weeks. Is that what it was? That was a time frame? It was it six, six weeks from the is, death of... Yeah, so this happens here, and then Justice League picks up six weeks later. Okay. So in those six weeks, they had to get this Task Force X out there to uh, Midway mm-hmm. and deal with the eyes of the adversary, which at the time when they were making Suicide Squad, that was supposed to be regarding a mother box and regarding... Steppenwolf and parademons and stuff like that. But then they were like, nah, we'll just do uh, the clay soldiers from Power Rangers. And uh, we'll just make Enchantress just not part of any of that stuff. Which mm-hmm. again, like divvying up that lore and like not making it all connected, but also wanting to 
rush into having a huge cinematic universe to catch up to Marvel, quote unquote, as they mm-hmm. people keep saying. It's weird that they want to play catch up, but they also don't want to lay the foundation for such a universe. Like it's just they were just like, Can you guys just hand us like two billion dollars for no work at all? We're just gonna be extremely lazy about it. Like, no, dude, just connect the movies. Connect the movies. It's okay if you want to do it in this narrative where not every superhero needs a movie and they really don't but uh just make it all connect don't be afraid of it yeah interesting you brought something up that i want to touch on mm-hmm. and i just and it's nitpicky it's pointing fingers and i don't like doing that but we're here we're doing a show about it so suicide squad is happening between the six weeks of this yes. um suicide squad has metahumans more yes. so has metahumans that batman has interacted with most of them if you will um, and it seems just a little, the timing seems off of Batman not knowing about metahumans and then having to deal with Amanda Waller with her collecting her own metahumans mm-hmm. and Bruce knows what she's doing. And yet it seems like in this movie, or at least with the six, he had, or five, he had a hard time a finding them and b talking them into working with him and i guess the question is like it's not even a question i guess the realization is batman wouldn't be recruiting quote villains aka deadshot killer croc uh even um uh, diablo i don't know if he knew who diablo was but still if he knew what amanda waller was doing and he knew the team that she had he would be like, okay, they have abilities too. And is the question, do I go talk to those guys too? Because we're going to need everybody that we can get for this invasion. Or, no, not those guys, just the good guys. I mean, it could always be Amanda Waller pulling the strings like, I want these ones. Mm-hmm. Because these are criminals in the system. <clears throat> yeah, and like, I know that. And then if something went wrong, you blame them. So it was already built in. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why she would that. want those. She was like, well, uh, you know, you want the information on... Well, he was probably, um, see, he's saying, I want this one. I want information on on Barry Allen. I want information on Arthur Curry. And so she's like, you don't want the other ones? I'm not going to say anything. And he's like, I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, guess we're not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it could be an oversight due to arrogance on both Amanda Waller and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I would like to think of it that way. I mean, the biggest and, uh, the biggest one would be Enchantress. That one would be the one where... Um, but that's no, totally... the biggest one would be Deadshot. He's a hired gun, the best sharpshooter on the face of the planet. Wouldn't Batman be like, here's money, come do this job with me. Be a sniper. I don't know. Mm. But Deadshot really wanted to kill the Batman. It was like his big thing. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, it's just Gotham so City he, villains and stuff like that. I get he, that, which yeah. there probably was he a stigma with that. That's already, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I get it. It's just what strikes me as odd is that that happened in this six months. And in that movie, Batman is very, uh, at least he's playing it off as like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And yet we see that he doesn't have his shit together almost at all. He talked to Diana one time. I would love to see Killer Croc interact with Aquaman. I feel like that would be such a cool 
dynamic both because both of their personalities mm-hmm. but also just being like aquatic and very powerful like super characters i feel like that would be something that would be really cool uh to see in storytelling i think that's actually pretty cool um he wouldn't have been able to recruit diablo because he couldn't he wouldn't have been able to get it out of diablo you know what i mean like the way that deadshot got it out of him yeah he would never have used his powers he would have been like f off i want nothing to do with you it's definitely not recruiting joker for anything um he probably thinks harley quinn's batshit crazy um who else was on the team oh katana that could have been one but she's got Rick Flag's back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's stupid, stupid things that you think about when you do. It I don't minute think by it's stupid. I think it's it interesting down. to think about. It would. It's also would have been interesting if they, you know, released the air cut of Suicide Squad. Uh, I hate to ring that bell again, but it's. It, I mean, if you release that movie and people go watch it now, because I don't think anyone. A lot of people are watching Aquaman again just because this movie leads into that very well. But not not a lot of people have the urge to rewatch Suicide Squad unless they do like the edit of that movie and they're okay with it. But if they re-release Suicide Squad done in, in the director's vision as well, more people would go rewatch that. And then they would think of it more in, in line of, oh, this is happening... You know, Superman just died in Justice League, and then Suicide Squad happens within that six weeks. It's pretty interesting to think about and and to revisit and, and to re-see that movie. And I think it would generate a lot of traffic uh, on HBO Max if they did release that, because apparently they tried re-releasing Dawn of Justice on HBO Max, and <laughs> that didn't work out either. So yeah, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of people really want to watch these movies, HBO and Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. One cool thing about as we leave, well, actually, it happened last yesterday's episode when we were entering Gotham, is you can see Ace Chemicals. A sign is in the city. It's in the close-up as we enter the the not destroyed part of Gotham. Uh, it is cool to see throwbacks to that as well. So you do have Ace Chemicals in there, and at the time, this would have been a nice uh, reference for Suicide Squad that just happened because you had the origin of harley quinn and the joker explained in suicide squad and as we leave gotham we cross the the bay which is i'm assuming is still the hudson river bay i don't know if they name anything else in the dc universe but uh that's also where we get here back to striker's island and i want to show you something here where you're you're on this scene right here yeah on striker's island pull it back just a couple frames oh sorry that really that's okay there we go. It's okay. You can't really do that that much. Um, so right here, yes, you see these uh, uh, fires that are happening. Big smokestacks coming yes. out. Not smokestacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, smoke plumes. Just, whatever. Just it fire. Is. Yeah, fire. There's smoke coming up. Mm-hmm. As the um, scream, as Superman's scream is traveling, that thing pushes the smoke. So that tells me that uh, this scream. All of these things are 100% visible to everybody. If that is just pushing it like that, it blows out the smoke. It kind of pushes it away and along with it and everything. This call is, this this sound wave is visible. And I think that is so, so cool. You think it and really it is even, visible? Yeah, well, it's pushing the smoke. So 
I mean, yeah, I, I, so I when the thing breaks, when things break a sound barrier, you do see like that, 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 you know, ripple sound, you see the ripping of, of oxygen <laughs> or whatever science. Uh, and then this thing is pushing that smoke along with it. So it's not like a invisible thing. It's not just like the, the sound is being wrung out. Mm-hmm. It's this actual, you know, air there's, there's air being pushed through the air. I do uh, like I that think that's really the cool. smoke is being pushed by yeah. it. I think that's so a great like, little detail. That puts in another perspective of like Wonder Woman and Batman on Strikers Island that when they see that, they saw those ripples go out. So that should be foreboding in its own self. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. That this super powerful being, the last breath is a scream and it breaks the sound barrier and just echoes over the entire planet. That I is mean, so cool. It would have to be like, you know, how Superman restrains. It's like his biggest thing is like they have so much yeah. restraint. Whenever you go like, oh, that didn't seem as, as strong. as. Oh, like, I want to give him a hug. No, you're going to get crushed. Yeah. Or, you know, then he plays with a butterfly or he moves that, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, what is that little door thing in the, in the Capitol? The little swinging I don't know what they're called. The swinging door. To, a swinging little, door. That little swinging a, door. There's no fancy law term for that little door thing. Probably. I don't know. Oh, no. I was just talking out loud. I was asking <laughs> you. I just, I don't know. But, you know, the gentlest thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's so cool about Superman. Um, that he dies. And so that scream is like unrestrained. I mean, he's he's dying. He can't control. He can't hold back on on yelling like oh can't yell too loud might might awaken three mother boxes <laughs> kind of thing it's just like just pure unrestrained yelling from superman is so strong that it causes these waves to ripple across the earth um and what i find so ironic about this whole minute here um it's this minute and then it's tomorrow's minute as well. When I was watching it for the first time and even watching it now, like on repeat, it just kind of reconfirms it is that this movie. And I said this about Dawn of justice as well. And, and this is what I'm trying to explain to people about Zack Snyder is that this feels so much like an animated DC movie. Like it feels visually like meant to be taken as this uh this genre piece you know what i mean like he gets it like he knows how to it's not dark and gritty it's not like muted colors and and all those things that you hear about Zack snyder it's like there's so much vision in this that it has this aesthetic of a feeling like a comic book movie like everything feels like a comic book as you're reading it and this is one of those things where it's like here's this quiet city and superman is dead and you got the newspaper that like flies in all those kind of things just screams like comic book and comic book movie type of thing and I, I, there's I it's really blowing the it. water it's the wind it's the, 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 the call yeah. is blowing the water it's yeah. real, so like that's cool and like obviously it would be like a sound wave wouldn't be normally wouldn't be visible i guess but i'm thinking from superman it's visible mm-hmm. yeah it i think i think it is visible just because of how powerful it might be Mm-hmm. at least uh now what's the allegory between this call and a drop of water in a pool or something you know what i mean the rippling effect of uh 
something small dominoing is there a thing i mean it Domino sets effect. the the death is what Butterfly sets things effect. into uh what sets it what, what am i saying the sets ripples on, of like uh the the flapping of wings of a butterfly is enough to cause ripples that change throughout isn't that the butterfly effect to, yeah. to some quotation of it yeah kind something of like that ashton kutcher movie or whatever yeah uh, you know like you know like the butterfly effect <laughs> or if you've yeah. ever played uh what's that video game until dawn it yeah. also really goes into the whole butterfly effect but um, uh, but here you have a superman doing that so you got the superman mm-hmm. effect you know the superman effect the superman effect there you go um one thing that's really cool here in that heroes park so we we do travel across the bay we enter metropolis and we're here in heroes park we really mm-hmm. are backtracking the fight with doomsday as it started at the scout ship went to Heroes Park, into Strikers Island, at Gotham Harbor. Now we're rolling it back. Strikers Island, Heroes Park, Scout Ship. Um, When we get to Heroes Park, you see all the destruction of the statue, but you also see a newspaper that flies by. And uh, it took me quite a bit to to look at it and make sure I was reading it correctly. But... uh, it's a Daily Bugle paper. I see Daily that. Daily Planet. Daily Bugle? What did I say? Spider-Man? No way. Get out of here. <laughs> Wrong That's reporter. Freudian slip. Daily Planet newspaper. And the headline is, it's very hard to see it, but I finally got it. Here's what it says. Was Superman involved? Question mark. And this is in regards to the Capitol hearing a Superman that was just bombed very recently. I want to say within the same day. Mm. Actually, no. So no, because it's nighttime. This is the night of the fight, and then he has to. Mm-hmm. Batman it's has a Tuesday. whole training montage. Remember that today is Tuesday, going into a Wednesday. But that was the Monday hearing. So Capitol hearing was on a Monday. It gets bombed shows up at Lois's uh, hotel room that night. And then he says, you know, um, my world doesn't exist anymore. And then he flies off. He goes visit his father. He comes back to Lex Tower this night. And then he has to go fight Batman in the middle of the night. He fights Doomsday here. It's still Tuesday. <laughs> and then he dies. Um, so that's the timeline for that. But, yeah, I think it's also very cool. And also really in that aesthetic of being a comic book movie that you do see that newspaper like flow in. It has that headline, was Superman involved? And then for someone who might be watching it, they might be going, what, do you, what does that newspaper mean? What, what am I getting into? Like, what is this epic story that I'm like jumping headfirst into? And it's like, well, it's this crazy universe where like, you know, Superman, nobody liked him. And there was hearings about an incident that happened in some other country. And so they had to have this whole hearing and then it was bombed and, like, that's what it feels like to pick up a comic book and not know what's going on, but you just jump right in. You just start finding out stuff about the universe that you've never heard of before. It's it's that kind of stuff that makes you feel like you're in a comic book movie. There should be no need to feel like it has to be sterile, like it can't have any connections to anything else, because then why have a cinematic universe? So it's, it's really cool stuff here. Um, but then this is where we get into the scout ship and we see our good old buddy lex again and uh hey how you feeling about lex luther this time around um my opinion hasn't changed he's still great 
I'm uncomfortable with how deep he is in the uh, scout ship goo. It's just gro- it's just gross. It's icky. It's icky water. There's like, it's goopy. It was <laughs> all just... blood and stuff like that. It looked like weird pomegranate seeds in there at one point. You remember? Yeah, they just got a whole bunch of pomegranate juice. Just crushed up it's pomegranate. It's very hard to get actually. I think pomegranate that's juice. It, I think it, yeah, isn't it? Pomegranate is just a bunch of seeds inside. So it's like to yeah. get actual pomegranate juice is actually very. That's that's very expensive juice, Mister Luthor. Um, mm. Yeah, it is. It is nice to see him again here in the scout ship. It's also something I didn't expect. I didn't know we were going back here because they did that scene in uh, Dawn of Justice, which seems like a foreshadowing of of the next movie, like a tease of Justice League. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like that's something you would go back to. But hey, if we're retracing the steps of Doomsday, this is where we're going to end up, and uh, it is kind of cool. I I noticed in Dawn of Justice that Lex Luthor is or sorry, Jesse Eisenberg, the actor, is actually in a gooey, like, liquid pool. Like, that's a real actor in real uh, water, I guess, a real pool. And then this one is more so just Jesse Eisenberg uh, green screen with a CGI pool. And I think it's a little bit more easier to notice this one is CGI. But Um, the only thing that I see is, the only thing that I notice blatantly is the unfinished Steppenwolf legs like the uh the liquid metal that we talked about in Man of Steel and everything mm-hmm. it doesn't geo. touch the yeah it doesn't touch the the goop you see it stops right there as if it like is connecting right just at the edge of the water right at the top of it so it does look like he's standing and towering over Lex but uh yeah I think the metal itself is like not like yeah no we don't go there yeah, it's like the liquid geo wouldn't like, like shoot into the water and Mm-mm. cause like little splashes as it like continues to build down there. It would just be like, well, that's water. We're not gonna yeah. get into here's that. Here's your here's your point of view. Kind <laughs> Can't of get thing. the liquid geo uh, wet. <laughs> already wet. I'm not sure. I don't know how those uh, materials would interact with another liquid. So it yeah, just says, would, ah, do I'm you, just not gonna go there. Do you describe liquid metal as being wet? Don't get me started. That's on it. weird, right? That's a, that's a that's a deep question. I don't know. That's if I, a question, huh? Is liquid geo wet? <laughs> is water wet? Water is not wet because things that are wet with water are wet. Water is wet, according no, to water Perry cannot... White. Crime spree in Gotham. Crime wave in Gotham. Breaking news. In other I guess news, water, water is wet. wet. Is water wet? I don't know. Is like water is wet. Liquid geo is uh i don't know pomegranate juice not as wet as you'd want it to be (laughs) uh i think pomegranate juice we need to get it more viscous yeah call up ocean spray (laughs) just ocean spray is justice league you got more you got more (laughs) juice more juice in this one more water more got that dog scenes. face guy being the being the villain yeah. just running around on a skateboard man i love that scene where mara was just sucking the ocean spray out of steppenwolf that was the mm-hmm. best part she got all the yeah. pomegranate juice that's where they were hiding it man how like, about in the epilogue when mara was carrying around those giant jugs of ocean spray oh, buy one get one huh? ocean spray man she had that cran grape on lock dude it was yeah. it's such a great time i mm-hmm. it's such a f- great thing to see got that cran apple right next to it good times <laughs> uh 
let us know what your favorite ocean spray juice is. I don't know how to follow <laughs> up with that one. But uh, Jesse Eisenberg, it looks like, I think, the CGI, which is weird because normally people criticize CGI liquids anyways. Like, water has always been a very hard thing to animate correctly. Um, mm. and we call Sea of Thieves. Yeah, Call Sea of Thieves. They do it pretty well. Um, and God of War does it really well with Poseidon. But uh, with with this here, the, the pool itself actually looks like really nice uh, liquid animation and obviously so does the liquid geo i mean they've been doing it for three movies now almost 10 years and it's actually jesse eisenberg who looks the flattest like it's almost like they filmed jesse eisenberg and then they put him in here but because everything else is animated and and visual effects that jesse eisenberg is the one that ends up looking the most flat out of all of it and he just kind of looks uh washed out in color and especially when the camera uh, we go to a different shot where it's behind Steppenwolf that you see uh, Jesse Eisenberg and you can tell he looks just a little bit more flat. Like he's, he's the odd element within it all. Um, but yeah, this is where we get to the part where in originally, so, yeah, go yeah, for no, it. No, no, no. I, w- I was going to pose a question, but I feel like you were going to set up the entire shot right now. I was yeah. I was. What I was gonna say is that just in Dawn of Justice, you had him looking at Steppenwolf as he communes with three mother boxes, mm-hmm. and then he screams into the void and and disappears. That's mm-hmm. how that shot is. Here, the context is that he that one mother box is activated. Okay, and he sees that one activated, and so he's attached to that one. Okay, now here's my question. Uh huh. Is this a live feed? <laughs> is this like what is happening? Because the scream is happening right now. The box literally just woke up. Man's mother box just woke up, which yes. is the one that. But no, mm, no, 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 no. You're right. No, 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 no. The Atlantean one. No. Uh, the Themyscarian one. There cracked. you go. So there we go. So is I don't understand how Steppenwolf uh, got that message. Does does do they have? I'm assuming they have something on Apocalypse, much like how Desaad was uh, communing with them um, in Steppenwolf's stronghold, the the magma pillar thing, the really cool stone. I'm assuming it's the same type of transmission that Steppenwolf is seeing wherever he is. He's not on Apocalypse because he's exiled, so he's somewhere off in the stars. I'm assuming with a. Uh, communication pyre communication slab let's call it that um and is he seeing like three mother boxes doing their thing and then all of a sudden one cracks open and it's just like ping 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 i'm here and that's what calls him yeah that's that would be my question too is it that lex is just watching this happen or did lex give him this information did lex (sighs) communicate with steppenwolf that's wild. That's like, oh man. Like oh is, man, is Lex Luthor supposed to be a now a? I don't want to say a servant of Darkseid, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, he has some sort of tie to them now. That he's he's aware. I mean, they're aware of each other. Yeah, that's my question. Like, are they aware of each other? And then that kind of plays into the fact that Lex Luthor would be the person 
uh, indirectly ringing the bell. Mm -hmm. So like if he is sending the message or whatever saying like, here's a Kryptonian, this is an alien ship, I've activated something, I can commune with this thing that is, I don't know, I'm going to try to just hail somebody and Steppenwolf answered. Um, I don't, I don't know. My main thing was like, I, I, I thought that what Lex Luthor is witnessing here is what is happening in real time. Steppenwolf is just like pretty much on the other side of that, doing the exact movements, uh, a little, I guess, um, maybe looking at like a stagnant communication slab of three boxes and then one cracks open and then he goes, oh, okay, now we got to go. It's so hard or, to, yeah, because you, I mean, you have Steppenwolf looking at three mother boxes. Mother boxes he does not have. The only th- three mother boxes that exist, I would believe, because if they had other mother boxes, then they would not need to go find these if they needed to terraform planets into planets of apocalypse. They don't, they wouldn't need these three mother boxes. I think these are the only three mother boxes in the universe. Yeah. And uh, so Steppenwolf is obviously communing with them, trying to trying to locate where they are. Mm-hmm. Because if he can, well, here's the thing. <laughs> Steppenwolf is doing it the old way. Ready the Armada, we are doing, we will use the old ways. Steppenwolf has to, at this point in time, he has to overtake 50,000 more worlds using the old way, which is plainly just invading with parademons and Mm -hmm. fighting his way to total control. He can't terraform them. He can't use mother boxes. And obviously, the anti-life equation has been lost. They've never looked for it. So... Is he even Another, looking mm. for the mother boxes, or did Lex Luthor say, "Hey, here's the information," and then he's like, "You have the mother boxes here, and one is activating because I killed Superman with Doomsday." Then mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, now I really got to come to this planet, yeah, that you lost." In that context, it seems like he is sending the message. Yeah. Because there would be, Steppenwolf would not be looking for the mother boxes yeah. before because he's too busy trying to conquer worlds the old way. Um, another thought would be that it's the scout ship communing just to the stars, just out, just sending a communication, just like how yeah. when Superman turned it on and how Zod found him. Has been done before, yeah. That's what I saw somebody post on Twitter where they were talking about what the scout, like um, Cyborg's vision. And the question was, did Cyborg, did the, did the scout ship show Cyborg what the future was? Or did Cyborg give that idea to the scout ship? And now the scout ship is going to make that happen, pretty much. Like, it, that's, it like set, set the things in event, set, set the events in play. Um, I saw that question on the internet, and that's cool. That's a very fun question. This scout ship is some form of biomolecular workings as well as technological uh so i don't i have zero doubt in my mind that it has communication ability with just other things um so then the main question is was lex Luthor just rifling through the library and just so happened to stumble upon the mother box section 
And while he's on that section, he's reading it and everything, and it just so happens that Superman dies and starts ringing the bell? Yeah, I would think that one is a little bit... It's a little bit more close, because obviously it, it's, it is for certain in Dawn of Justice that Lex Luthor was like, I want all that information. Give me all the information. Yes. Reading through the information. Yada, 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 yada. Mother box. Yada, yada, yada. Bertrand's curse. Doomsday. You know, you know mm-hmm. those things are interesting. It's true that he wanted information, but did he use that information to communicate with these people mm-hmm. with Apocalypse? Or did he... S- they're looking so badly that they found him. Yeah, or like he had him in the scout ship had absolutely nothing to do with Apocalypse realizing it, and then all of a sudden, like they have their own means of communicating with the mother boxes. So when one w- wakes up, Apocalypse is just already alerted. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's not uh, Lex Luthor sending the message or anything. It's just Apocalypse already knows. Yeah, it's almost like, and it would have been a, this would have solved everything immediately. If it had been Desaad in this moment, Desaad, I called to thee, and he would have been like, I-, "I am looking for the mother boxes because I'm a warlock. Basically, that's my job as Darkseid's assistant ruler to Apocalypse or whatever, uh, advisor to Darkseid, mm-hmm. assistant manager, assistant regional manager. No, wait, that's Hand what Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf is the regional manager." Yeah. Um, so, like, if this had been Desaad communing with the Mother Boxes, that would have been more like, oh, he's looking for them. But it being Steppenwolf, it's more like, oh, you just found out. Someone told you that these are here. And then one's activating right now because this guy who just got this encyclopedia just decided to cook up a doomsday real quick and uh, turned out to be... Encyclopedia Kryptonia. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Turned out to be a really bad idea. Uh, so, I... It might have just been both of them being like, ac- both of them accidentally uh, FaceTiming each other and being like, oh, uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> so I it's a big question. I don't know. But I, I've always, the way I had always thought about it was that Lex was telling Steppenwolf about and, and becoming an agent of Apocalypse in the weirdest way. And that's kind of what it feels like when, Batman visits Lex in the prison in mm-hmm. uh, Blackgate? No. No, he's in Arkham. Uh, he's not in no, Arkham. He's yet. not in Arkham. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Campion Strikers Island, I don't think, because he can't really be on that island. Gotham um, Central? Yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, I'll have to rewatch it and find out. But that that right there, when he was telling him out there among the stars, uh, he's heard, he's. Uh, the bell's already been rung and he's he's heard it uh that always to me was like okay he's he's in good with dark side he in some weird way found someone that he can accept as superior to him and he's like all right i serve you now and so yeah i guess i guess we'll have to leave that question out for everyone else uh, is there is there anything you else else you had for this one? Maybe we'll just wrap up here for and leave that as an um, open ended question. Is there anything? Um, no, I guess not. It's just a. Um, I think in the in Dawn of Justice, the um, the Steppenwolf we saw there was like the face was a little bit more detailed than than what's going on here. Um, but I do like that when the Mother Box cracks, 
mm-hmm. and he kind of takes notices of it. He does, it, it, from my perspective, it looks like he looks down further past the mother box and to Lex Luthor. Like, that's what why I was also questioning, like, is he communicating with him right now live via live feed? What yeah, this is live. Or... This is a live feed. That's why I did okay. the, Like, they really are just communicating. It would have been kind of cool if there was a shot from Steppenwolf's ship. Because it would have been cool to see what a Steppenwolf ship looks like. Yeah. And then being like seeing a liquid geo Lex Luthor. Well, that's what I'm saying. The communication slab that he has. The Desaad talking yeah, like magma Yeah, the monolith slab. thing. Mm-hmm. Which, where did that come from? I've totally I don't forgot. know. That's awesome. Probably something awesome. from an apocalyptic comic book that we missed. Yeah. Or maybe they're using uh, their own method. They're using the mother box and all the fuel rods from the uh, Chernobyl plant <laughs> to create a new monolith that they can use to Hang on, let me gather up all this graphite. I got to yeah, build let me a get communication the slab. <laughs> you guys have all this graphite. Let me get that boron while you're at it. You're not yeah. using it anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird how people can make those jokes now that everyone's seen Chernobyl and they have some inkling of, of knowledge about Someone mentions graphite. You go, whoa, whoa, hang on, wait. <laughs> wait, you put in graphite tips in those in those rods? <laughs> put that into a nuclear core. Make sure you have that Z button. AZ5. AZ5 button. Yeah, so we'll have to leave it out to, if you guys are listening, uh, tell us what you think about about what's going on here with Lex Luthor and, and Steppenwolf, or really just t- tell us what you thought about the whole minute and all the... The, the sonic boom of, of Superman's cry here, but really it's like, what what do you think is Lex Luthor's affiliation with the, the apocalypse gang? Is he working for dark side now? Is he, is it just a coincidence? Did he tell Steppenwolf? Did Steppenwolf just was looking for them and just so happened to be activated? Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you thought about today's minute. We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today, but if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we'll catch you tomorrow for minute number five of Justice League.